1: Mike, is is there a word that you can come up with to describe this Saturday of ACC football as we sit here on Saturday night? Am I allowed to swear on Saturday night, Fever? (laughs) I I don't make the rules.
2: Damn, it feels good to be a gangster.
0: That's a yes. I'll take
2: it. Uh, you said one word to describe the ACC this Saturday.
1: Try to avoid your favorite four-letter F word.
2: Oh, okay. I can't <laughs> say that.
1: Try <laughs> to avoid uh, that one
2: specifically. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> is bad a word? <laughs> That's only That's three letters. Word. I'll take that. There, there was a lot, of, a lot of bad. A lot of bad. A lot of, a lot of pretty good shout out UNC cover baby dude cover town
1: yes UNC covered the spread and praise Christ they hit that field goal at the very very end to to uh, push 70? the total in my teaser that I had um, we can talk about actually getting over 77 like I I had locked up on the preview that was we'll get there but yeah that was a that was a hell of a game for uh, North Carolina and Wake Forest. We'll say that. It was. Do we want to start there? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. They just ended uh, shortly a little bit ago, maybe 30 minutes ago. Uh, Number 15, North Carolina, 36. Wake Forest, 34. Uh, A two-point win for the Tar Heels. Uh, (laughs) This game was ridiculous. So it was 27-21 at halftime. So, if you want to start doing some math, Wake scored 13. North Carolina scored 9 in the second half. This was a game they had 48 points in the first half and, like, what, 21, 22 in the second half? Like, right. Yikes. Um, there were multiple turnovers on downs inside the 10-yard line in the fourth quarter. Yes. Both yep. of them finished 11 play drives over five minutes long and turned it over on downs a few yards in the end zone. Yep. Um, UNC kicked the game-winning field goal off the back of a uh, Sam Hartman interception. I think that might have been the only turnover of the game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Very fun back-and-forth game between these two, but I I think it was kind of defined in a number of ways by the mistakes that were made. Like, uh, I mean, it was not a lot of defense, but... The defense that was played seemed like it was maybe a little bit more related to the offensive mistakes is that a is that a fair assessment
2: i think that's i i do think that's fair i would say that the fact that this game didn't go over the total i know you teased it but the fact that this game didn't go over the total of 77 that was set out um you know during the preview i uh, 79 this morning kind it's right out. Now
0: on 79 so under 79 under. Not yeah ahead. that's what you got it was great
2: uh, definitively younger yeah this thing got sideways in the second half. Mm-hmm. Like a lot, of, a lot of weird stuff happened. You listed a number of things there. Um, my big takeaway is that I think Drake May might be a Heisman Trophy finalist. Probably I think should that's, be. I think that's, uh, that's a thing that I think we should talk about now. I know it's been kind of a discussion topic nationally for a few weeks as Carolina has continued to win games. He was the leading rusher in this game for the Tar Heels, was damn near the leading rusher for the game outright. Um, He had 10 less yards than Wake Forest's Justice Ellison, who had 81 yards. He was the leading rusher in this football game. Drake May also threw for 448 yards in this game and three touchdown passes. He had four touchdowns total if you include the one on the ground. So, yeah, pretty good. Um, Josh Downs left this game, Joey, with a back injury.
1: That must have been late. I must have missed that. That was late He came back.
0: He came
2: back. He came back because um, yep. he had 11 he catches for
1: 154 in all three scores. From Detroit yes, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, he's uh, he's cruising to a first-team All-ACC selection. At he State. also
1: very, very nearly scored the touchdown that I really needed with like a minute and a half left. Got knocked out of the five-yard yes. line. UNC ends up kicking a field goal there. Yeah, how painful was that? Uh, it was. I was, uh, I was watching my television with, uh, with some intent at that point. Because, yes. yeah, North Carolina has first and goal at the 5. They're down 34-33. And if nothing else, I need a field goal. Because, again, I had teased. As a 7-point teaser, I had it at 77. So I teased it down to 70. So we're at 67. I need a field goal at minimum. They're on the 5-yard line. Okay, they're going to punch it in. We're going to be good. And then Drake May sacked. False uh, yep. False start. Uh, incomplete, incomplete. And so now they're backed up on the 16-yard thir- the line. And they got to kick a 33-yard field goal. And thankfully, Mike, college kickers, very reliable, very consistent. You know exactly what you're going to get. So that was when I, I felt like I could exhale, was when the college kicker came out on the field. And um, and of course, did his job as college kickers are want to do, and he kicked it between the two yellow posts there, and above the the cross yellow post, as the rules of football go. So uh, yeah, we got those three points, and uh, the uh, the fifth and final leg of my five leg teaser pushed. So I got to go uh, check on and see what the actual payout was instead of my three to one plan there.
2: Yeah, it's probably gonna be like two and a half or something. Probably less actually. It was really disturbing
1: watching these two teams try to finish drives in the second half. I'll say that. It's it's
2: almost as if they just forgot how to score touchdowns, mm-hmm. um, which was weird because all they did the entire first half was score touchdowns, like we all thought they would. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was weird. Um, I mean, Wake Forest had this lead late, right? This is a tough loss for Wake Forest. Like step back. To, I mean, they were they were leading here in the second half. Um, you know that they had a real opportunity to win this football game, as Vegas handicapped, right? And mm-hmm. you know they're up in this game late. They have a real opportunity to go down, um, to, to go down and win this game. They don't do it. Carolina kicks a field goal late to pull ahead. Just real, real tough is what this is. Just real tough for Wake Forest. Not not a great scene. They're now six and four, which. I didn't see that coming. I thought they were going to cruise to like nine and three, ten and two. It just has not panned out that
1: way. They're losing a lot of close games this year. Speaking of teams cruising to like ten and two, you mentioned the Drake May Heisman campaign. When do we have a conversation about like the North Carolina playoff campaign? Ever? Because I they're nine and one. Don't never. Know. They get. I don't know. Never. They have two home never. games left against Georgia Tech and NC State. Never. They might have a chance to beat Clemson and Charlotte. They, might, it is a very realistic possibility that they are twelve and one here in about three weeks. Mm-hmm. And I mean, <laughs> your worst loss is is to Notre. Your only loss is to Notre Dame. Like, if that's as bad as it gets, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, and I realize that the strength of schedule, other than that, has not really been impressive, like at it's all. Bad. And there's something. And there's probably a reason that a nine and one, you know, what was an eight and one team is only ranked fifteenth. But I mean, if they're a twelve and one conference champion, like they're going to be up there, like top seven or eight. And at some point, I mean, Oregon just got beat. Like you, you, mm-hmm. you start wondering, like where, where do they fit in? This is the whole like
2: best versus most deserving. Oh conversation. yeah, which nobody
1: has ever really. Spent any effort trying to define or, or decide? They'd make nice. it in.
0: They'd make it in twenty twenty four when well, it's a twelfth team. They'd make it, I think. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. So uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, are you are you deciding who should go to the playoff based on what their record is and who they've beat, or are you deciding who goes to the playoff based on who would be favored over who? Like that's essentially like the discussion that we got to have of how do we decide who goes to the playoff and who doesn't? Is,
0: do you think UNC is it a power rankings
1: at, thing or is it a resume thing?
0: Today, neutral yeah. site, do they beat Georgia? Do they beat Tennessee? Do they beat Michigan? Do they yep. beat Pardon Ohio them. State? Do they, no. Alabama? Yeah. That's, that's so a they beat Alabama? That's not any of those teams? No. <laughs> yeah. Nope. So nope. that's nope. why. They don't.
1: That's probably... Don't. Those are multi-score mm-hmm. losses to every one of them.
2: Literally took yeah. the words out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, Would you rather like see one-loss... Yes, right. Would you rather see a one-loss non-conference champion Tennessee as the fourth team in the playoff from a viewing standpoint in January or would you rather watch 12-1 Carolina get absolutely rolled by like a real defense in January?
1: Like that's the question. So, I mean, Tennessee got pretty rolled by real defense last week, but we don't have mm, to talk about that. Yeah, I really sure. don't want to talk about that.
0: Sure. I mean, uh, they hit the over themselves today, so it was fine for me. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Tennessee. I, that
1: is. Like in the fourth quarter I, by themselves.
2: I'm going to be honest with you. I'm taking Tennessee on neutral field ex- against any team in the country except for Georgia. I'm taking them against Ohio State. Hmm. I'm taking them against Michigan. I'm taking them against, I'm certainly taking them against TCU. TCU's got a little fraud in them. Um, yeah. A, a lot I of mean, fraud it, in them.
1: It, it, it did take Tennessee overtime at home to beat Bama and they did yeah. get georgia to just absolutely sit on them last week like yeah they look fantastic right and, and i right. i can only imagine where they came up with a quarterback like hendon hooker like it is where where they plucked that guy from is we will study that for years but i just i mean i don't know man like i i wonder when they if like if tennessee played michigan what do you think happens that would be an, that would actually be a very interesting matchup I think. I mean, I, <clears throat> I let me clear
2: my throat here. I think Michigan's going to beat Ohio State in 2 weeks. Hmm. I think Michigan is better than Ohio State. So I mean, especially when, and especially when you consider Ohio State's injuries, Mayan Williams is probably out for the season. He got mm. real rolled up today. Yeah. Um Ra'Veon Henderson's missed a lot of time Jackson Smith and Jigba he may as well not have even suited up this year he's played like a game and a half
1: oh please Jackson Smith and Jigba is gonna magically be okay going out there on in the horseshoe in two weeks when Michigan shows up
2: yes it's gonna be like the
1: magic healing fairy showed up and healed him of all of his wounds he'll be there he'll don't worry about that he'll be good
2: Notre Dame must have like taken his hamstring away Because he he has not played really at all. He suited up, I think, in two games since then, and he barely has played.
1: Um, Touchdown Jesus took Jackson Smith and Jigba's hamstring away. By the
2: by, the grace of God, Michigan wins the Big Ten.
1: Like we gotta hope that the ghost of Bo Schembechler brings it back. Uh. I. <laughs>
2: i i just i look at michigan and i know their non-conference schedule is total ass but not as assy as it could have been because uconn is now bowl eligible but it's ass (laughs) and the one thing i will say is that ohio state has not looked all that impressive in several games this year so i just look it's a rivalry game and all that but nobody thought michigan would do it last year and now their quarterback's better Mm -hmm. so how much of that Michigan team has really, really changed? Yeah, I don't know. Why are we talking
1: about this again? Speaking of ACC teams, Carolina,
2: uh, <laughs> Carolina, yeah, uh, I, Carolina. I don't think Twelve. I don't think 12-1 Carolina gets in the playoff.
1: I don't know they do either. Does eleven and one Carolina beat Clemson in the ACC championship in two weeks,
0: three weeks? Their offense is better. Um, the offense yes, it is, is better.
1: Their quarterback I don't know, is better. Man. Can we talk I about Drake know. May's Their high best better.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, he is. Mm. Josh Downs. Do you guys mm. know what Drake May is throwing uh completion percentage wise without looking? I was surprised. Sixty eight percent?
1: Sixty six percent.
0: Seventy one point two. Wow, With thirty thirty-one touchdown, thirty-one touchdowns, three interceptions, plus four rushing touchdowns, and five hundred yards rushing. I think he's good.
1: That's better than my numbers he, on. Uh, he's going to be in New York. Twenty fourteen.
0: He's going to be in New York. He should. He's
1: going to be. Yeah, he's going to be. He should be. I and I will say this: like everyone's talking, like, oh, well, is it C.J. Stroud? Is it Bryce Young? Is it Hendon Hooker? Like all these guys, like. There's been a couple of broadcasts I've seen recently that have put his numbers up next to Bryce Young and C.J. C. Stroud and some of these guys. And it's like, oh, it, it turns out Drake May has as good or better numbers than like pretty much all of these guys. He's got better numbers than Caleb Williams. I mean, uh, it's <laughs> he absolutely should at minimum be in New York on, uh, what is that, Conference champion No, that's Army-Navy Saturday. It's the weekend after the Conference. Army-Navy Champions. Saturday. Yeah. He should absolutely at least be in the camera shot. There in what Radio City Music Hall or whatever, like he should be there at minimum.
2: Agree, I agree. We'll
1: see. I mean, I, I don't think he's going to win
2: the award. I think they're mm-hmm. just going to give it to CJ Stroud, which is pretty lazy because like he's just been kind of fine, but he's been the favorite all year. So mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, Stroud's name. very. Oh, I mean, Stroud's very very good. I'm I'm not trying to. Take anything away, but he threw for like sixty-five yards last weekend. I know it was weather impacted and stuff like that, but they were like not looking very good against Northwestern for a while. No. So that's kind of a lazy way to do it, but I think he's gonna win the Heisman.
0: Yeah. So agree
1: with
2: that.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh from from two four seven, if you want to continue if you want to continue this, from two four seven, they posted something on Twitter a couple days ago. Uh and as of that posting, they had the graphic, Drake Maver, CJ Stroud. He had five hundred more passing yards, two more touchdowns, one less pick, and four hundred and twenty five more rushing yards and five touchdowns. So Yeah, I think it's lazy <laughs> if they just give it to CJ Stroud, based on that. That's what I'm saying. He's I been pre- a
2: preseason favorite, so that's 7 Two four seven from November eighth, well so
0: four days ago. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He's played like well enough, and they're just gonna that's ridiculous.
0: In driver's seat. I mean, well. I didn't mean to derail. Flight. I didn't mean to derail, but it's the it's the Saturday Night Fever. So I think I can just talk more. Sorry.
1: <laughs> uh, this is your fault, I, Scott. This, this is
0: yeah, blame. Feel free.
1: Speaking of Heisman campaigns, by the way, so I can just derail us further. Uh, so again, North Carolina thirty-six, Wake thirty-four. Um, I, damn it, you tried, Wake. You tried. You, you almost got there. I. The fourth quarter red zone nonsense irritated me. Um, you almost got there. Six and four is Wake. I, I think they're better than the record says. They've had a they've lost three in a row in varying you know rough circumstances, but I I think they're better than six and four says that they are. I'll say that. And I will be picking Wake against Syracuse and Duke in their final two games. So there's that. Um, speaking of Heisman campaigns, um, Mike, do do you? <laughs> There's something that we have talked about all season long that I just, like, uh, in the last few days, learned slash realized was an attempted, like, Heisman campaign thing from a school this season. Do you know what that is?
2: No. Enlighten me,
1: please. Um, well, let me go to our favorite uh, ACC running back slash ACC beat reporter. Uh,. <laughs> Some kid named Sean Tucker who tweets a bunch of things like after every game and then finishes it with hashtag pleased. Apparently hashtag pleased was like an attempted Heisman campaign by the Syracuse athletic department. Oh, no. (laughs) Yes. Oh, no. I am not making that up. Was it really?
2: I think it was. And then the offensive line proceeded to not block for him for the first, like, eight weeks of the season.
1: Since the calendar turned to October, he has not had, like, a decent hole to run through in, like, seven games. (laughs) Number
2: 23, Florida State 38, Syracuse 3. Man, Joey, that double barrel lock. We hardly knew ye cash out oh, Syracuse is so dead Garrett stop Schrader it they already dead lost Just by stop
0: points. it stop it they're already dead
1: Go, Mike finish saying what you were saying because that's a, a major part of my breakdown here Garrett Schrader played and they lost by five touchdowns yeah um, that was that was the thing this morning I think it got mentioned on college game day or something was like Oh, do we think Syracuse – like, I think Herbstreet picked Syracuse to win this yep. game. And he, yep. they were – I think they were maybe his uh, his super dog. Yep. And he said something late. It was like, yeah, I think Garrett Schrader plays. And I thought to myself, oh, crap. Like, I might have missed that. Like, is Schrader playing? Like, that might change the math a little bit here on, like, what we're doing. Mike, it did not. It did not change the math at all. Uh, <laughs> for
2: the record, uh, it would not have changed the math for me.
0: Are you ready? Garrett Trader. Six completions for 16 attempts. 65 yards. That's it. Four quarters Uh, of football.
1: Ten carries. Negative two yards on the ground. Long of eight.
0: And he was sat
1: three times. Three times. Yep. Hit us with the drive chart.
0: All right. This is Syracuse drives only. Three place punt. Three place punt. Three place punt. Field goal. Oh, eight place field goal. I'm sorry. Uh, Four plays miss field goal, three plays punt, end of first... Oh, sorry. Four plays punt, end of first half, next half, three plays punt, three plays punt, four plays interception, five plays punt, end of game. The end of the game on the FSU one-yard line. They could not score.
1: So for those keeping score at home, Syracuse finishes this game with a grand total of nine first downs. In the first half, they had the ball one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times. Only one of those drives did they get a first down. In the second half, they had the ball five times. Only two of those drives, I think, they got a first down. Like, this was three and out city for the Orange all day Saturday night. Uh, Not great. Not great. The, uh, The shine is off of this Orange, we'll say. All
2: day Saturday night. Hell yeah.
1: It's how I live all my life, na- Mike.
2: All all night Saturday day. Mm-hmm. Uh Jordan Travis had more touchdowns than incomplete passes, and he only threw for 155 yards. So speaking um, of potential Heisman candidates. Not really, but I, I, I mean, don't know about uh, Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> I don't know about all that. But hey, I made that prediction when Florida State beat the piss out of Duquesne in week zero. I was like uh, Jordan Travis looks very, very good. I get it was Duquesne. But I would like to say that I mentioned him as a potential ACC Player of the Year candidate, which isn't going to happen either because
1: Drake May happened. But I, I would rolled, like to say. I rolled my eyes a little bit at the time. In retrospect, you were not wrong. He's been good. If if Drake May were not going off in the way that he has been for you know two and a half months now, like this is the kind of season for Jordan Travis that absolutely would put him squarely in contention for ACC Player of the Year. Like he so, might be the the runner up in the clubhouse right now.
2: Joey, you posed this question a few weeks ago on uh, one of our shows. You asked, you know, if not Drake May, who would it be? Mhm. You don't not go very far down. you don't <laughs> You don't go, <laughs> You don't go very far down the list until you get to Jordan Travis. Mm-mm. He might be
1: second actually. I was going to say I I mean, if you asked me to find Josh Downs, maybe. I don't know. Uh, it's it's so hard to pick a wide receiver, but I, was, I mean, if you ask me to find three players that are more deserving of ACC player of the year than Ch- Jordan Travis, I mean, Drake May, and I'm not entirely sure I could come up with two more that are more deserving than he is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I i mean, he has been electric. He's been consistent. He's been so good for them. And he is a, a significant part of the reason that they are 7-3, and three, they're ranked, uh, and they're gonna be you know they have a they have a shot at winning double digit games this year (laughs) like yeah they could legitimately win the next two weeks against Louisiana and against Florida
2: yeah they're gonna win both of those and
1: they could win a bowl game and finish 10 and 3 like that's yeah that's amazing that's a that's in a really really good season and by the way that LSU win they had week one is aging phenomenally
2: chef's kiss baby Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm now it's looking good Florida State's going to play in a decent bowl game. They're going to be in, like, the Duke's Mayo
1: Bowl or, like, the Gator Bowl <laughs> or something. <laughs> a decent bowl game like the Duke's Mayo Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
2: I, formerly known as Belk. The, the bowl game. Not We didn't turn a Mayo company into that from a department store. I
1: just want to make that clear. <laughs> I do prefer Duke's Mayo over shopping at Belk. So... Credit where credit is due. I prefer shopping at Belk. I am not a mayo guy. <laughs> You're not a mayo guy? I'm not a mayo guy. Oh no. Can't Are you one of those Miracle Whip people?
0: No. Uh, no. Okay, all right. I'm, we'll just, flat out, the, yeah, the I'm the just flat out. The McDaniel clan is decisively non-mayo. It's, it hurts at family gatherings, Joey. The anti-mayo.
2: Really? I am anti-mayo. The whole
0: family. Except for Interesting. Bill. Interesting. Bill's in. Except for Bill. Bill can have some mayo. <laughs> me, and, yeah. me and Bill right. get the mayo. Yeah, yeah Pops Dude. is a mayo guy.
1: I will ride with Bill.
0: <laughs> and me.
1: I spent yeah, a good amount of money at your wedding, Mike, on uh, booze for Bill. <laughs> like
0: I thought you were going to say mayo, and I was going to be like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> I was get very confused. Yeah, did not bring uh, did not bring mayo to the wedding. No, I just also
0: good. for funsies. Uh, one current projection has Florida State going to the Union Home Gasparilla Bowl. So, oh God! I don't know no, if that's good no, bowl no, game. no!
1: They deserve so much better than the Gasparilla Bowl. That,
0: that was that was last week. So we'll see. The, <laughs> we'll see next week.
1: Man, when they, I, when they're nine and three and ranked, they had better be at least in like the Gator Bowl. I don't know. This this is where it's gonna hurt when Clemson doesn't make the playoff, and they're gonna probably make the the Orange Bowl, and so then North Carolina makes. I, I don't remember the bowl lineup, but like Florida State's gonna get sent to like New York City or whatever for the Pinstripe Bowl, and it's gonna suck. Like, and that, this is where we can start complaining about the ACC's uh, bowl tie-ins again.
0: the ESPN guys one has them yep going to the pinstripe bowl and the other um, uh, person Schleybach has them going to the gator bowl so good call Mike there you go so good call both of you both halves of basketball conference there we go
1: um, turns out Florida State alarm. covered seven sorry false alarm baby still sleep okay good <laughs> go Noah go sleep
2: keep fucking sleeping <laughs> keep sleeping that, too that loud, was too loud that was the
1: four it? letter F word I told you not to use earlier uh, that wasn't too loud was it I mean, wasn't that loud for me? We'll see what the people yeah. think in their cars tomorrow morning.
2: It's like it's like live radio, right? Rondelay, hey Scott grab that. Yeah. <laughs> That's like eight a three-second
1: three delay. Second you delay. have a dump yeah. button, Scott.
2: You have a dump button. Riverside needs a dump button. I mean, uh, yeah,
0: our streaming server this, our streaming platform stream is, needs a dump button. The stream's not coming from Riverside. I'm doing this myself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> true. Do we
1: have like comments or anything coming in yet? Do we know? We should I pull up uh, my yeah, phone? Yeah, I'm
0: checking. Um, no comment since we started, but Alexis seems to be watching, so we could hey add, add her. Hey, shout I out! I think it's her. And then I don't have anything on Twitter. <laughs> it sadly says no one's watching on Twitter. Well, that's okay. We are on YouTube, we're just here we're for on Twitter.
1: Fun. We're on Facebook, I believe. Uh, we're on a we're lot of. We're not on Facebook
0: right now. We're just we're just on I tried. YouTube. and Twitter. Don't go to Facebook. Try our, to find this. I will. Yeah, or some of our podcasts. <laughs>
1: A few of our podcasts can be found there.
0: <laughs> Should move on.
1: Uh. Mike, you're the cruise director. Uh, we've gotten through UNC, oh. Wake Forest. We've gotten through Florida State and Syracuse. What else?
2: Uh, one, one last note. Florida State ran for 230, so I don't want to just gloss over that. I mean, they won this game in the trenches.
1: Hashtag so. establish
2: it. Establish it. Can and we talk about about, and made me some money.
0: Can we talk about the other North Carolina team?
2: There's four of them, Scott.
0: The other one with North Carolina in the name. Okay,
2: that one. Boston College twenty-one, number sixteen. NC State twenty. Yikes! What the hell
0: happened here?
2: Yikes, Dave Doran. Hold on. Can't give you that, Dave. First of all, love you, Dan Rubin. Also, shout out Dan Rubenstein. The backup is better than the starter at Boston (laughs) College.
1: I don't. We can go look at what exactly Phil Dracovic's numbers have been this year, but I'm pretty sure they haven't been a whole lot better than what Emmett Moorhead has put up the last two weeks. Um, He's gone over
2: three Bills in the last two games. And how many times has Phil Dracovic done that this year?
1: I cannot explain what Emmett Moorhead is doing behind this Boston College offensive line and with. <laughs> Mike. Okay. All right. Boston College. Rushing yards in this game over under 74 rushing yards,
0: over under
1: under Mike, over under 45 rushing yards. <laughs> We're playing this game, aren't we? I'm gonna go under this time. Under is correct, Mike, over under 25 rushing yards. Oh, god, that's oh a god. job! Under. Mike, over under five rushing yards.
2: We, we've gone, we've gone from the seventies to the forties to the twenties. Now we're five yards under.
1: Mike, over under zero rushing yards for Boston College in this game.
2: I just pulled it up on my screen. Under
1: again. Yeah, because they had twenty three carries for negative one yard. Kobe.
0: Oh, my goodness gracious. Kobe Bryant Memorial Shooter of the Week.
1: (laughs) Put this game on the trophy for the Kobe Bryant Memorial Volume Shooter of the Week award. Oh, my goodness gracious. And once again, as always, not sack adjusted. So NC State comes up with five sacks in this game. So that factors into this total. But the point is your leading rusher was Alex Broom, who goes six carries for 13 yards. Emmett Moorhead has 11 carries with a long of 19 for negative one yard. My goodness gracious. Um, how did Boston <laughs> College end up pulling off this win? NC State had a 17-7 to lead at halftime. I, what happened in the second half here? I did This not, is easy. I, truthfully,
2: I didn't have eyes on this game. I don't know what happened. This is here. easy. MJ Morris, he's got a lot of good qualities. He also has this other quality where he fumbles three times.
1: He's also a freshman, it turns out. yeah. Yes. Uh, He only completed
2: 50% of his passes tonight. He had four turnovers by himself. That is how NC State lost his football game.
1: Yep, that'll do it. Yep, three fumbles, lost all of them. Um, Boston College also gets the ball with, uh, with a shade under three minutes left. And they go, they get the ball on their own end of the field on the 31 yard line, and they go 12 plays, 69 yards in two and a half minutes and score the game winning touchdown with 15 seconds left. I, I, and, and that's great. Good job, Boston College. Proud of you. Go, Eagles. Love you, Dan. Like all this stuff. But like NC State's defense, like as good as y'all have been, how, how, how are we letting this happen? How?
2: It's a fair question.
1: Um, and, and by the way, NC State gets the ball back with 15 seconds left. Runs two plays, fumbles, loses it. Uh, good, good stuff, MJ Morris. Not great. I, I'm, I'm,
2: I'm gonna bring this up later. So never mind. I'm, I'm just gonna hold off on this one Boston College thing I want to say, but. The other part of it is like if Emmett Moorhead started all year. Oh, no. Would this look a little different?
1: <laughs> oh, no. Are we doing this?
2: I'm just saying. I mean, we did have, I, I would like to say, we did have our weekly Pete Thamel tweet where, you know, it's pretty clear he's got sources at Boston College, right? I mean, he makes that clear like every single damn week. Uh, we got the Pete Thamel tweet where he tells us that Boston College is going to be without like half of their starting offense. So at we got that tweet at 9:30 a.m.
1: Eastern time every Saturday morning. Pete right Thamel. as college
2: game day begins, you know, like, <laughs> sometime within the second segment of college game day when they're on commercial and he has time to tweet, um, he gets that out there because he he is on the he is on the set of well not on the set he's. Somewhere in the crowd, usually on College Game Day. So whenever he has time, he just shoots off a few tweets. One of them is always about Boston College's offensive line. We had another one of those this morning. Oh, and it was about Emmett Moorhead as well. So
1: I can't figure this game out, honestly. Like just like looking at the the box score, I mean. And 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 that's that's the thing is truthfully, with parenting duties and everything else I had going on today, like I did not really get a chance to get eyes on this game. All I know is I looked down at my phone at one point and I had a, a DM on Twitter from Dan Rubin saying I love this team, and I bold, I, and I had to look up and I was like, Holy! What the? What happened here? Yeah, unbelievable. Um, Boston College was like 19 point underdog and won this game. I, I don't know what the money line was exactly, but holy cow! Um, and by the way, what was the total that we picked here? Was, was it 40 and a half? Was it 41? Yeah, I'd have to go back and look. It was <laughs> it was pretty much on the money. Uh, yeah. I had over 41. Dang, so we got the push. Oh,
2: yuck. What a gross game. Yeah,
1: I I don't know what happened here. Um, is NC State ranked When the... I I don't know. Do we want to do tomorrow for the AP? Or do we want to do Tuesday for the playoff rankings? Like, are they
0: ranked? No. No. So, you remember how we talked about the rush yards? Mm -hmm. You remember how we talked about the rush yards? So, just apply the rush yards to NC State's ranking. Negative one. Or negative anything. They're done. Yeah. How do they lose this game? So, they're
1: ranked 17th on Tuesday, then. Okay. That makes sense.
0: No, no, no. no. Negative one. Like... (laughs) Everybody else is is ranked. They're negative one.
1: NC State is disqualified.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're fired. Um, Miami
1: receiving votes, NC State disqualified.
2: I mean Boston College was two and seven coming into this game. You cannot rank NC State this week. Yeah, no, this is man, this is a
1: bad look for the Wolfpack. You gotta give them at least a week off. Since we're doing Saturday Night Fever, and since this is not meant to be a family friendly situation, Mike um, I have a I have an important question for you. Does this qualify as NC State shit? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes. it does. This, yes, this it is does. decidedly NC State shit. Is yes. uh, <laughs> losing to Boston College in Raleigh. This is Woof. what they do.
2: Woof. This is what they do. I
1: mean they couldn't keep
2: getting away with this, right? They almost <laughs> lost to Virginia Tech a couple weeks ago. They couldn't keep getting away with this.
1: That's the sound effect that we need, Scott, on the soundboard. Is the uh, uh, Jesse Pinkman? He can't keep getting away with this. That's the one that we need. So that'll that'll come in at some point in the future. I trust.
0: Yep. Give me like and ten bad. minutes and I'll have it. <laughs> Beautiful.
2: Yes. Beautiful.
1: Yes. Yes. What's the? Uh, uh, there needs to be like a, also a sound effect for the uh, sickos. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> That's me. Don't make it weird. Well, it is Saturday Night Paper <sighs> <Keeper> after all. <laughs> Mike, I have an early nominee for ACC Player of the Week, and his name is Emmett Moorhead. Um, <laughs> I, how many stars do you think he had on his 24 7 profile coming out of high school? Two. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> That's a fun over under.
0: Oh, he's a three star. Okay.
1: All right. Okay. All right. Nice. Nice. In the class of 2021. He was the number 42 overall prospect in the state of
2: Nevada, Virginia, Virginia Massachusetts. Virginia, really?
1: <laughs> yes, he was. What,
2: what school did he go to? Where, 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 what part of Virginia? Episcopal in Alexandria. Oh, we, we played them in sports. I know Episcopal very well.
1: I, I believe Alexandria is also where T.C. Williams High School was. That is uh, correct.
2: That's exactly where it is. T.C. Williams is right around the corner from my high school That's when I was right. a freshman.
1: And hey, Mike, we got to remember the Titans.
2: Yeah. They changed the name of T.C. Williams because it was offensive.
1: <laughs> was that before or after the Disney movie came out about the show? Uh, yeah, that was well after. Well after. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Boston College 21, the number 16, NC State Wolfpack 20. Evan um, Moorhead.
2: Evan Moorhead. Emphasis on the Moorhead. Emmett. Emmett.
1: I say that name, Emmett, Emmett. <laughs> The only thing I can think of is uh, the the main character of the Lego movie, oh, uh, Emmett, God. voiced by Chris Pratt. <laughs> so I'm just going to assume that Emmett Moorhead is the, uh, the incarnate version of Emmett from the Lego movie. I'm going to name...
2: That, that's, feel free. Okay. <laughs> this next segment is going to be called Pain. Oh, no. Let's start here. Let's start here. We got we have a couple we have a couple to choose from, Joey. Uh, we got a couple to choose from. I will gonna I'll fall on the grenade the, first.
1: Is this is this the section that we should uh, preview with with saying this is brought to you by section one dot com, or should we do that after <laughs> or like? <It's, laughs> you can wait a few more minutes on that. All right, all right, go here for it, go. Mike. Fall on the grenade. Go for it.
0: I have the sound, <clears throat> by the way. Took two minutes.
2: <laughs> you know what? You're going to have to play this continuously on a loop for about the next (laughs) ten minutes or so,
1: thirty. But yeah, well,
2: yeah. I forgot. There's going to be a third game included in there. (sighs) Deep breath. We are we are nothing but family friendly. Deep breath. Oh boy. Okay. Back kids, back asleep. Okay. Duke twenty four. Virginia Tech seven. Virginia Tech is two and eight. Virginia Tech is two and eight. They have now lost. Play the music.
1: K U S E K U S E B R E N T P R Y R Y stinks.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I'm gonna need another drink here in a minute. This game blows. <laughs> I will say this. Let me let me say this before it, we dig in any further. So. I, re- I realized that, like, we were doing the previews, and I was, like... I think, I think it was before the baby was born. I don't even remember when I recorded my Virginia Tech little, like, vignette. It doesn't v-
2: matter, Joey. You're going to be... Before you say what you're going to say, you are going to also be wrong somehow.
1: Well, well the so, so yeah, that, that's the point, is that, like, I... <laughs> I still, at this point, to to this day, right now, I believe that Brent Pry will work out. I, I like that hire. I think he's got the right ideas. It's going to take a couple minutes, whatever. Roster was a problem. I thought coming into the season that they were not going to be that good. I thought that they would maybe go four and eight, lose a couple games, you know, like where they shouldn't have, like that. That would be a problem. Mike, I did not, I did not think that they were going to be this bad. Like, and, and no. I don't know if they did not take enough transfers. I don't know it's if part of it, this staff that he has put together is that ineffective. I don't know if the roster is so thin that they just cannot afford to try to like run any amount of accountability with things like procedural penalties. I don't know what it is. I didn't think they would be good. I didn't think they would be this bad for sure. That is, I, I did not think that it was going to be this bad. Yeah. They
2: were afraid to throw the ball vertically in this football game against Duke, which I Hmm. tweeted this. There are like multiple teams you should be afraid to like test, right? Like test their defense because their defense got athletes and you're afraid to throw into a secondary or you're afraid to run at this front seven. Not run an athlete. Like Duke's. dukes like they're a good team this year but they're not like gonna scare you with their caliber of athlete if that makes sense that's totally fair so the fact that virginia tech is afraid offensively to test the duke defense says a lot about where virginia tech is at on that side of the football um Yes, there's talent issues. Yes, there's depth issues. I think where you're seeing the depth issues show up are in losses to, like, Georgia Tech and NC State, where you had multiple score leads, but your offense couldn't stay on the field and your defense got tired. Like, I think that's where you're seeing the depth issues come in. You're also seeing just coaching issues, right? Like, today, Virginia Tech just really, really, really tried to just run the football. And it wasn't working.
0: uh, First time without a false start in the first half since December of 2020 against Clemson, per Bill Roth on the radio broadcast. So that's improvement, I guess.
1: Scott, do you have that uh, celebration sound effect? Play that real quick.
0: I don't have it ready. I can get it ready, though. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That's one that's not loaded.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, in Scott's defense, like... There's not going to be a lot of celebrating when we're talking about Virginia Tech this year, so. So I'm saying
1: we got to take take the advantage where we got the chance, take the opportunity.
2: Yeah. So I have a couple I have a couple thoughts here. I'll try to keep it brief. Like.
1: No false okay. starts you know in the what? first half. Let's go, baby.
2: Dun 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 dun. Da na
0: na da, Pry sucks. Da na na
2: na. Saturday Night Fever. <Theater. laughs> this team's terrible. I the thing I was gonna say is like they should really just try to start as many freshmen as possible the next couple mm-hmm. weeks. Um, yep, you're not going to a bowl game.
0: You, you probably should've started that today to be honest, but they didn't, whatever. Um should have started last week if they had red sh- if games left on the first year redshirt four years. Right. I don't well, know. What they I, did.
2: That's the other thing too. Like I think you're gonna get away with like being able to redshirt some of these guys and still play them significant snaps over the next couple of weeks. So they should go ahead and just do that with the guys that, you know, they aren't close to burning a redshirt with. For guys who have played a decent amount and have their redshirt kind of on the line. I wouldn't necessarily play them the next two weeks. I I don't think it's worth burning a year of eligibility over games against Liberty and UVA. Like, is that really no. valuable experience? I don't think it really is. Not with the two and eight team. You so maybe it's Maybe like play a your fine seniors line.
1: against UVA, the in, in in state rivalry, like pride thing. But yeah, certainly against Liberty next week. Like, yeah, I mean, get get your freshman in there. Like, get get some reps, some live game time, like all that stuff.
2: Yeah. Because, I mean, Liberty lost to UConn today, but like Liberty's going to beat Virginia Tech by two or three touchdowns next Saturday. Woof. So that's just a it, thing that's going to happen. It's at Liberty. And a lot of Virginia Tech fans... going up for that game. Yeah, it's at Liberty. It's in Lynchburg. Like A lot of Virginia oh, Tech geez. fans are going to be butthurt about that because a bunch of people don't like Liberty, which, you know, it's fine. I don't care about that. But this they're going to be like real mad.
1: out of conference schedule brought to you by road games against G5 and or non uh, or what independent teams like
2: yes yes virginia tech geez. is going to virginia tech next saturday is going to go two for two and losses to teams from the sunbelt and independent uh independence of the fps
1: not so, a good look uh,
2: yeah so they're gonna lose anyway like i i think you should probably consider making a change at quarterback i i there, there's a couple young guys on the roster. Devin Farrell, he's the true freshman. Try playing him. Taj Bullock, redshirt freshman. You can play him. Because Bullock's probably going to transfer anyway. So just, like, see if, you know, you want to keep him around. Um, But, yeah, I mean, this is awful. I, I think the only redeeming quality I see out of Virginia Tech is, like, there are some young guys defensively who have stepped in and played pretty well in Brent Price's scheme that I think are going to be pretty good long-term. So... That's like the one silver lining from the season. But offensively, it's a disaster. Everybody's calling for the offensive coordinator, Tyler Bowen's head, which, I mean, he's made some questionable play calls. But, like, he's in a lot of ways got one hand tied behind his back. Like, the running backs are not very good. The offensive line is the worst Virginia Tech's had in like three or four decades. Grant Wells is a below average quarterback. Like, that's, and that's the best Tech's got. They have no number one receiver. Like Caleb Smith's fine, but he's like a number three on a good on on a good Virginia Tech team. He's like number three receiver, so like they just don't. This offense is just so 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 bad. Yeah. So like, I have a lot of issues just being like, yeah, fire Bowen. It's like, what, what, you you gonna be calling plays with this crew? Tell me how well you do.
1: Yeah, I, and that's, I I realize the results have not been there, but I I maintain there needs to be like like the the bigger issue is like can you change strategy in terms of like adding talent to the roster you need to like get some more talent in with a transfer portal um this is one of the things like we've gotten to the day and age in college football where you don't get 4 years to transform the roster like if you're coming out of year 2 and you haven't turned over the roster pretty well like you're you're wasting time you are you're behind the curve that kind of thing right that's what I want to see going into next year is how does Brent Pry use the transfer portal to turn over this roster and make it a bit of a more tenable situation between the quarterback, between the offensive line, between some of the skill talent on offense? Like defense, I feel like has not really been in a bad place for most of the year. Like it's it's been pretty solid. It's the offense that just cannot consistently move the ball at all you create short fields the, for the other offense. You you turn the ball over like it's those that that side of the ball to me feels like where the m- major problems really are. And yeah, I think that's where you got to f- try to find a way to fix that going into next year at least to some degree. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be perfect, but it's got to be better than this.
2: This reminds me of like the Jeff Collins offense in year one. Yeah, in a lot is, of ways. Uh, like I'm not even joking. That's far like, from it's, a compliment. It's a serious statement. Yeah, um, Yeah. a lot of Virginia Tech fans have their heads so far up their own ass. They're like, how could this defense be collapsing like it is the last few weeks? I'm like, guys, this is not calculus. The offense is terrible, and the defense plays well for three and a half quarters, and then they collapse with seven minutes left, and you're wondering why that's happening. This is not hard to figure out. I mean,
1: legitimately, um, imagine that you are a linebacker. You play defense, and you go out there, like, you you, you know, your team... Uh, is going to kick the ball off You're going start to the, start the game on defense Go out there, get a three and out, that's great They punt it, your offense goes three and out Punt it right back Now you go try to get a stop, they kick a field goal They punt it or You know, you, you, you get a three and out And you I, I, it, I'm doing a terrible job of explaining this The point is like this, this goes on for the course of a game Where you are going out trying to get your offense The ball back and then, as soon as you do, the offense does nothing with it, and it's like everything that you're working for, everything you're spending energy, the things that you're throwing your body in, yeah, in, in the way of like all that, it's for nothing. Like, and I a s- yeah, that's exhausting. You you I- got to do that for sixty minutes, and the other the other aspect is like at some point you start to question like what is this all for? Like, what's the point? Like, we can get a three and out. The offense is just gonna like throw it, throw an interception, or or give it right back, like. For what? Like, who cares? We're going to lose. Saw, I saw uh, somebody suggest
2: on social D? media real quick. Sorry, I, I saw somebody suggest that it was a conditioning issue for the defense. I'm like, no. No, no, no. it's not that. It's an offense issue for, like, the team.
1: Nobody's <laughs> in condition to play defense for 41 minutes of 60 minutes a game. Like, no. come on.
0: Like, I actually think uh, Coach Pry had a good quote. He said after the game, quote-unquote from Andy Bitter, uh, who's the beat reporter for Virginia Tech, from the athletic shout out Andy. Um, quote unquote we just fight and claw defensively to hang on and when we don't get some help it just makes it too much to overcome and i think that's the best mm-hmm. way you can say it without yeah. like totally saying your offense blows
2: oh by the way like the thing i respect about pry too is he's coming out in his press conferences too and he's like you know we got some good players we just don't have enough of them and like we don't have depth and we got to build depth and we got to do this we got to do that and a lot of people would be like isn't he alienating the roster to which I say, he doesn't care. So <laughs> the, the guys that the guys that aren't any good, they can leave. I've been calling for a roster overhaul. I've been calling for that on this podcast. I think Pry is suggesting that in his press conferences when he says stuff like that, where he's like, "We got some good players. We don't have enough of them. We don't have depth here. We don't have depth there." Oh, okay. You're offended by that? Leave. You're not any good anyway. Get out.
1: I will. I, I, will- I lost. You lost to Old Dominion, you got blown out by West Virginia, you got blown out by North Carolina. Right. You got you've lost to Georgia Tech, NC State on their th- second string quarterback, we'll say. Uh you you lost at home to Miami and their state. You, I mean And then when we say
2: that they suck on social media, they, the players, the staff come after us.
1: Your like, here I? has pride left that brent pry is really cutting into like right everybody knows what this is like y'all know what you're doing they're now
2: two and nine they've lost seven straight for the first time since 1951 queen elizabeth ii was not even coronated yet
1: (laughs) just for reference not for any other additional sake just just purely for reference
2: now we have an award named after her which i'm going to bring in later (laughs) goodness a recurring award uh, can we move? Can we yeah, move on rough to the look next for to...
1: Virginia Tech. Duke is seven and three, by the way.
2: <laughs> Coach of the Year, Mike Elko.
1: Yes, yeah. ACC Coach of the Year, like, and I, I'm not sure that there is a, a decent second candidate. Dabo, Mac Brown? No, absolutely not. It's Mac Mike Brown, El- Duke's, baby. Got,
0: Duke's no. got two tough games coming up. Pitt next week and then Wake at home. So, on the road to Pitt, Wake to finish the season. I hope they win. Win or lose,
1: either of those games.
0: Yeah, I hope they win one of those. Maybe eight and four season for them. That'd be good. Be pretty good. That would be astounding. Can we move on to the next Mickey Mouse Club in the state of Virginia? The state of Virginia also, by the way, scored uh, 14 points in the ACC conference today. The only shining light was uh, Old Dominion. Or no, JMU who beat Old Dominion thirty-seven to three, or something like that, today for Virginia. Wait, what
1: do you mean the state of Virginia only scored fourteen points? Because I saw Brandon Armstrong throw three touchdown passes. <laughs> Scott, play the music.
2: <laughs> Pittsburgh, thirty-seven. UBA seven.
1: But I just said Brendan Armstrong threw three touchdown passes. How did Virginia only score seven points, Mike? Joey, two of them were to
2: the other team on the first two offensive plays from scrimmage. It was 14 to nothing, less than 30 seconds into the football game.
1: I I was I was feeding the baby, and I looked down at my phone, and I was like, well, let's just you know see, you know it's been I don't know five six minutes. Let's see what's going on in the pit, Virginia. Oh, Pitt's up 14-0. Oh, well, they must have run the opening kickoff back for a touchdown or something. No. No. I, I, this is this is the go ACC moment of the week and arguably the go ACC moment of the year. Pitt loses. The, or, I'm sorry. They win the opening coin toss. So they defer to the second half. Virginia likes to receive to start the game. Yep. P- Pittsburgh kicks off. Virginia, I, I think it was a, just a touchback. First Play from scrimmage. Brendan Armstrong throws the ball into the flats. Bad decision. Pick six. All right, seven nothing Pittsburgh. All right, so we're gonna kick off again. Goes out of the end zone again. That's fine. So now Virginia's got the ball. Gonna start with you know they're down seven nothing with uh, you know eight seconds in the game. Uh, all right, Brendan Armstrong takes a snap. Looking around. Throws a pass. Intercepted again. Run back into the end zone again. So Pittsburgh has gone from kicking the ball off to start the game. And in 16 seconds of game clock, Mike, they're up 14 to nothing on two touchdown passes from Brennan Armstrong.
2: Joey, Joey, let's just get this out of the way now. Which award is this this week? I,
1: Take your pick. It could be like I, almost any of them. Like, yes. oh my goodness gracious, Brennan.
2: Yeah. Um, We might just get this out of the way now. Uh, this is just we're just going to make this the go ACC moment of the week.
1: My gosh.
0: And Question, that's the thing, I, didn't yeah, see I, this. I mean I didn't see that? this. I didn't see the play. You guys told me about it. Were they bad throws? They both bad. The first one definitely first was. First one was awful. Yeah, it was really
2: really bad.
1: It was a late okay. throw into the flat that it was it was no problem to just absolutely jump the route and there was nobody in front of the defender. The second one was also a late throw. It was a little bit more like over the middle of the field, like maybe five, seven yards deep from the line of scrimmage. Uh, had a little bit of a blocking convoy. But, I mean, at some point, like the the first two plays from scrimmage turning into pick sixes, like you can only excuse that so much. Like that is, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Quite bad. It was bad.
0: Quite bad. Um, okay, thank you for enlightening me.
2: Yes. I will say... Joey, you picked, led, UV, you, you picked UVA here. I did.
1: You and sick here's what I'm bastard. Say. Yes. Here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say. I don't care. I'm I realized I picked... <laughs> I, <laughs> tough but fair. So I, I picked Virginia plus four in this game. Uh, I think it was the, the pick on the podcast. And they lose this game by 30. <laughs> and you might be Close. hearing that and saying, okay, Joey, you messed up. Like, you know, you screwed this up, whatever. I will say... Pitt led 28 to nothing at the end of the first quarter. The final 3 quarters of this game, Pitt won by a grand total of 9 to 7. So, Pitt gets two defensive scores in the first quarter and then their their first like couple of actual offensive drives, I think two out of 3 maybe turn into touchdowns. No, no, the first two turned into touchdowns. And after that, this game was a, a bit of a slog, basically for the final forty five minutes. So I'm, all I'm saying is, the first fifteen minutes did not go remotely the way that I thought they would. The final forty five went exactly the way that I thought they would. That's
2: uh, okay. Well, congrats on that. But even <laughs> if you take away the two defensive scores, this would have been twenty three to seven, and it still would have I, been close to covering.
1: I went to the window with my ticket <clears throat> earlier, and no, I you told didn't. him I was like, "Well, look, like." i i told you this is how this is going to go for the final three quarters and they looked at me and they thought i was crazy i i thought i should have gotten my money for that but (laughs) it turns out they disagreed
2: 37 to 7 is a (laughs) fat l joey and i as somebody who took baylor minus two and a half today only to see them lose 31 to 3 to kansas state at home (laughs) all i can say is i feel your pain I take no responsibility for my own picks. I also picked Notre Dame by sixteen and a half today. A, a game what? that they were covering I, for literally <laughs> three quarters. <laughs> they what? covered for three quarters, idiot. and then they let oh, Navy
0: score, score
2: two meaningless touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Meaningless touchdowns.
1: And and meanwhile, and I I, I was watching that game as well, just purely because I had that in a uh, like a pick'em group. Yeah, Notre Dame, I forget if it was 16 or 17 and a half. And uh, there was just something special about watching that team run the ball for about 270 yards straight down Clemson's throat for 60 minutes last week. And then showing up to Baltimore this week against Navy, who historically, like the defensive line, all that, very undersized. Yeah. They come away with less than 100 rushing yards the entire game, and they're basically holding on for dear life in the second half. What on God's green earth is Notre Dame's offensive line doing? I, That's I a don't good stuff. understand it. That's good stuff.
2: It. it took like a four or five touchdown Drew Pine day. So Yikes. Whatever. That was sick. Anybody who watched that game, the final score was 38-35 <laughs> or 35-32. 35-32, I think, was the final score. And
1: yeah, thirty-five, thirty-two. Yeah, Notre Dame had to recover an onside kick with about a minute and twenty left to actually ice the game.
2: But for anybody who actually watched that game, it was not, it was not competitive for three and a half quarters. It was not. It wasn't even really competitive at the end. Like they had the onside kick or whatever. But like
1: seriously, I think I saw a, a nice little GD from uh, uh, Marcus Freeman in the fourth quarter on. Uh, Let's <laughs> <laughs> we'll see when, uh, score
0: in the second half. Just
1: saying, no, they didn't. No, they they, they they had thirty-five points at halftime and and did nothing in the second half. Yeah, I mean, man, Drew Pine just sitting back there like a sitting duck, taking sacks and everything. I mean, it was ridiculous to watch. Yeah. Um, Speaking of which, Pittsburgh comes away from this game with eight sacks of Brandon Armstrong. Um, So I just, I mean, Brandon Armstrong had a had. Ten carries for negative forty-six yards and a long of twelve. I love these uh, non-sack adjusted numbers on the ESPN yeah. box score.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I, not not the great not the greatest game for UVA. No, no.
1: And that was, you know, I, I will say that the main miscalculation I think for me was that Virginia's offensive line was in zero zero amount of shape to be able to handle whatever Pittsburgh was throwing at him. And Pittsburgh, I mean, they got up in that first quarter and it just turned into open season with blitzes and pressure and I mean, Virginia could just just had nothing at that point. Like there was no fear for, you know, stuff going over the top and and Pittsburgh was just blitzing, stuffing the run. I mean, it was it was a mess. So yeah the game script for sure enabled Pittsburgh to just absolutely just bombshell Virginia in this game.
2: Definitely not great. No, definitely not great. Um, Joey, I hate to do this to you, but we're gonna have to talk about this now. Uh, why don't don't you, why don't you thank our spot? Well, do do we want to thank our sponsors for Saturday Night Fever? Do we want to do that?
1: (laughs) I'll do it. That's fine. All right. Um, no, I, I am very thankful for our sponsor, section103.com, as my light goes off. That's great. Um, I am very thankful for, for section103.com. So I mentioned the last couple of weeks that we had the, uh, the the coach hoodie that came out, the, uh, the, the gray hoodie. And there was a, uh, a version that came out with uh, – sl- it was a sleeveless version. There was also a version that was a full-length version. And I had put in an order for that, and it came in the other day. Mike, that thing is ridiculously soft. Um, it, is, it is so soft, it is so warm, it is so high quality, it looks fantastic. Um, strangely enough, last night, there was a, a bit of a, a cold front that came through here in Houston. I was uh, I was looking to wear a sweatshirt today. That was what I wore. It felt fantastic. Um, it, a little was, chilly. it kept me warm, it felt great. Good. Yeah, it, it was awesome. So... All I can say is I recommend going getting t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, everything from section 103.com. Regardless of what's going on on the field, you will look great and everyone will know exactly what team you are supporting um, for better or worse. Go to section 103.com use promo code goACC for 10% off your first order. Um, they've got t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, things with the official tech gold, they've got the official word marks, all sorts of things. They're, they're really like weirdly hard to find. Anywhere else. But you can find them at section com. And once again, if you use promo code GOACC, you can get 10% off your first order. Highly recommended. Um, I love mine. I'm wearing my ATL shirt right now. It's a performance shirt. It feels fantastic. Uh, once again, it looks great. Uh, I am supporting Georgia Tech through hell and high water. And uh, we're about to talk about that. But I really appreciate Stephen and the gang at section com. Once again, use promo code GOACC for 10% off your first order. Order. <sighs> All right, Mike. Go, it turns out. Ahead. It turns out we should have picked Miami.
2: Miami thirty-five, Georgia Tech fourteen. Georgia Tech was. Yeah. Um, to put it nicely, I mean, it was fourteen to seven. Um, going into the fourth a, quarter, for a while it was fourteen to seven. Mm-hmm. Never really thought Georgia Tech had a chance to win this game, Joey.
1: Yeah, you're, 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 if, if you're watching this game, the only reason you might think, yeah, Georgia Tech has a chance here, is look at the scoreboard. It's technically only a one-score game. And beyond that, it was like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Are they actually going to move the ball 65 yards and go score a touchdown? Eh, probably not. Yeah. We got some Zach Gibson in
2: this game. Which,
1: if you had told me that... Before we recorded our previous show, I would, would not have picked, have picked Miami. Georgia Tech to come. Yeah.
2: You would have picked Miami. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: That's all you had to tell me. was, Yeah, Zach Gibson's going to throw 20 passes in this game. Oh? No. That's that's Miami. Miami's going to win this game. Uh, yeah, it could have gone better. Slightly. Slightly. <laughs> all right, um, so... Yeah, this was a, a messy game. Wh- I mean, I'll say this. I, I, I mean... Again, through 3 quarters, this was a one-score game. This was two bad teams and I mean Miami scored touchdowns on two of their first three drives. Two drives that were 25 plays for uh like almost I mean almost like 175 yards, something like that. I can't do quick math here, but they had to drive the length of the field. They were not explosive. They were kind of barely efficient. It was a slow, like low possession kind of game, which is really bizarre for the way that at least Miami tends to play. Um, this thing got away from Georgia Tech in the second half, in, in the fourth quarter, really entirely. Um, I don't know. Again, if you had told me, if you had told me that <clears throat> Zach Pyron was, I think, going to get hurt and Zach Gibson was going to throw 20 passes in this game, not a chance I am picking Georgia Tech to cover a point and a half here. Like, no way. So,
2: a question I'm going to pose that I haven't, that I think I should. Mm -hmm. Uh, What school is Jeff Sims going to be playing quarterback for next year? Because I don't think it's going to be a Georgia Tech.
1: Wouldn't shock me. Wouldn't shock me. Um I I don't know, and honestly, decent chance that it's not a power five school. Um, yeah, there's a piece of me that I, I'm, I am curious right now because I I think everything that we understand right now is is that Jeff Sims missed the final four or five games I think last year. Um, he he went out around the middle of the season and like never really came back. And in retrospect, it, it sounds like him missing those games was not that he was just totally physically incapable of playing those games. It sounds like there was a little bit of a business decision being made. And Jeff Sims, I mean, he got hurt I think in the first overtime of the Duke game. I see the first there was only one overtime of the Duke game. He got hurt in the uh, in the Duke game in overtime. Uh, He came out and played part of the first half of the Virginia game, went out with an injury, supposedly, and has not really come back. Although, I think every week he has been dressed in pads as like an emergency quarterback, quote-unquote. At which point, if for three weeks you are the emergency quarterback, and at one point your true freshman quarterback I think gets injured and can't come back in, but you can't go in, what exactly is an emergency, A? And B, are you are you legit hurt so bad that you can't come in and be effective or is this once again a bit of a business decision? I don't know. I'm not saying, I'm just I'm asking questions, Mike. We got to ask the questions. That's it.
2: There are only so many emergencies
0: for a four-win team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Joey, um did Jeff Sims play in more than four games yet this year?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think he started the first, like, seven. Or I mean, it wasn't particularly close, I don't think. Okay.
0: I'll look. I was trying to see if he was trying to preserve his redshirt to then transfer. Ooh. I don't
1: think so. He's only a third-year player. He, he started Georgia Tech's first game of the COVID year uh, in 2020. Okay. So
2: this he's is only his year. third year at most. Yeah, so
1: he's got that year.
2: If he wants to be, he can be a redshirt sophomore.
0: Yeah, he's played in they seven play. games so far this year. Well, that's what yeah. I was trying to say. I was saying like he could have two extra years, like he could two extra save years this year, if he wasn't yeah. playing. That's all. Okay, that's fine.
1: Yeah, there. Yeah, and yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I have thoughts on on guys that are like, well, maybe if I just have like a fifth year in college, then my pro prospects will get better. It's like, well, all right. Yeah, maybe. But okay, Kenny can can Pickett. Kenny Pickett fence. <laughs>
0: Okay, Kenny, pick it. Oh, who's
1: the guy? Oh, Stetson Bennett, He's, by the way, who's like 25 years old. He's older than like a quarter 20, of the NFL starting quarterbacks. And it's like, yeah, maybe 24. he has an NFL future. Like, okay, sure. They don't call him Stetson
2: 24. Bennett the seventh for nothing. Yeah, no. Actually, no, no, he, no. Just,
0: he just turned 25 last week. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever.
1: Fine. I mean... Good job, Stetson. Yeah. That's... Toughest quarterback I, job in the country playing behind that offensive line with those receivers and that defense and everything else. Yeah.
2: It's like it's like 99 Florida State when Chris Winkie was playing quarterback at like 28 years old.
1: Oh, that's freaking uh, uh, what? Jason White, Jason White. Oklahoma? <laughs> Jason White, yeah. Yeah, like borderline trash can quarterback that can't possibly fail with everything else around him. Like, come on.
2: Yeah pretty sure jason white's as old as our parents <laughs>
1: <laughs> quite possible that's who was early early who's early other? my uh, awareness of college football
0: sorry who's the other old quarterback that got drafted in the last like 10 years to the browns oh he's from oklahoma I'm state the name. um oh brandon
1: whedon whedon yeah Thank yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Thank you it's
2: an easy one for me to remember because a friend of mine's named brandon whedon so <laughs> it's spelled differently the Brandon right. Weeden. <laughs> yeah
1: it's spelled differently um, I, will very this, short. I will say this. I will say this. Absolute credit to Miami. And by the way, hi Cam. Um, credit to <laughs> Miami. I I thought that this team had every reason. Not that Miami has historically needed a reason, but they had every reason to quit coming off of that quarter State. Loss. word. I quit.
2: I quit. <laughs> I quit. <laughs>
1: That's it. They had every reason to quit and not that, again, once again, not that Miami has ever needed a reason to quit, but they had every reason they needed to, and they didn't. Uh, they, they came out and played well. I thought the the defense especially caused a number of problems for Zach Pyron. Um, he He pretty was consistently making throws into coverage today, and not like, oh, that was like a, a really good throw into tight coverage. No, it was like Dude, what were you seeing? Like, they, they had multiple guys on whatever receiver you were throwing the ball to for a solid two and a half quarters. Um, so, credit to Miami there. Uh, they they played well. J'Kurry Brown is far, far from a finished product at quarterback. That was nice of you. I, <laughs> yeah, we'll put, put it that way. There's, like, maybe five distinct things that he can do, including, like, different passing concepts, like, it's... He can hand it off. He can run it. And there's, like, like a play-action pass, maybe, in there. In like his
2: defense. In his defense. It's not great. He's been the third-string quarterback for most of the year. Yeah. I'd imagine the playbook is pretty
1: limited. And it should be. And it, and it was today. And yeah. And it worked, and they won. Like... Yeah. <laughs> um, Yeah, I mean, he... he <laughs> He throws for three touchdowns, but also he went 14 of 19 for 136 yards and three touchdowns. So, like, this was not a, a barn burner passing performance from him by any stretch, but, um, I mean, it was it was something. I mean, and, and he didn't turn the ball over, and they won by three touchdowns. So, what can
2: I say? <laughs> Is Brent Key a serious candidate for this head coaching job?
1: Um... Call it barely at this point. <laughs> that inspires some so, confidence, huh? So, so I'll say this, and I feel like I'm, I'm getting close to doing maybe like a, another solo show on just like the Georgia Tech coaching search situation. So first of all, I'll say this. Everything that I have heard and seen is that there is almost nothing that is leaking about this Georgia Tech coaching situation. Nobody knows anything like our, our, our good friend on this podcast, Kelly Quinlan, insider, all that. He's like, I'm not getting anything. He's like he's he's working on it, not hearing anything. So uh, this is being closely guarded, you know, in terms of what's going on. But I'll say this. I, I mean, I think some of the names that have come up for this job. Brent Key is not the worst. Name that they get hired. He is not the worst hire that they could make. I, I am. I would be okay with it. And I think some of that is, you know, the the immediate change that I saw from the end of the UCF game. Jeff Collins gets fired. Brent Key gets installed. They go to Pittsburgh the following week and they win. Like there was a stark difference in the way that team played in Orlando versus the way the team played in Pittsburgh. That tells me that Key has has figured something out in terms of being a head coach, but. At the same time, offense, offensive line in particular that he's been coaching for the last three and a half years, not great. There's some problems there, clock management, team management, some things like that that you ask for a head coach to do, not the best. So, I mean, again, you could. I think you could do worse than Brent Key. I also think you could do a lot better than Brent Key. So, I think right. I think he is a candidate. I don't think he is candidate number one, two, or three, maybe on the list. If that answers the question it does it does no further questions your honor no I just curious <laughs> like I said I, I could probably do a whole like solo show on just some of the names that have come up and, and my thoughts on that and I don't know maybe we'll do that sometime soon yeah well, that sounds good uh, all right so both
2: teams suck Miami sucks a little less today
1: which that was the other thing I was gonna bring up <laughs> It was it was late in this game. I think it was like you know five minutes left in the game or so, and we got a a DM on Twitter from our friend Cam Underwood. Hi Cam. Said hi Joey, which I think was echoing my hi Cam from the preview
2: <laughs> when you were picking Georgia Tech. Yeah, as
1: I picked <laughs> Georgia Tech them. to cover one and a half, only for them to lose by three touchdowns. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and and I I told Cam I was like, congratulations, your team sucks less than mine does.
2: <laughs> Verbatim, what you said, yes
1: pretty much exactly what i said
2: scott and i can both confirm it's
1: exactly what you said that's that's the big takeaway from this game miami sucks less than georgia tech does
2: cam was asking before the preview dropped because cam listens to all our podcasts cam was asking before the preview dropped what he should do in a picks leak this week um between georgia tech and miami Uh, scott told him to flip a coin (laughs) (laughs) which i mean fair am i wrong before the game no am i wrong no no, I mean this team. No, these teams play ten times. I think it's like five-five.
0: So that's Mi- where I'm at. Miami decided to remember that they had more talent than Georgia Tech today. That's what happened. I mean, like, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, that's all I got for you.
2: But you know, if they play another Saturday, Miami might just not show up. That's what they do too.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: All right, we got one last ACC game.
1: Damn, we talked about like all of them by now. Uh, yep, I think so. Wow, all
2: I right, think so we haven't missed any. Hey, have we? well, It helps
0: when they all play each other. Remember that.
2: Yeah, that's true. 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 Yeah. Um, number ten, Clemson, thirty-one, Louisville, sixteen. Louisville was not game here, but it wasn't
1: entirely their fault. They, they were. But A, they got middle aided by Clemson. Which, Clemson does that. Yeah, Clemson will do that to you. A, B, very similar to the game we just talked about. If you had told me on Thursday that we were going to see 23 passing attempts by something named Brock Duman, I would not have something picked the name Brock. Cover.
0: Something named Brock. <laughs> Malik Cummings' play was disgusting. Just saying. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't even see Did you guys it. I, see I, that? I lost track of this game in the second half. He hurdled the man and then ran through two tacklers after the hurdle yeah. and scored a touchdown. It was great. Oof.
1: Don't put that on the uh, Louisville recruiting tape. Don't do that. Well, this isn't going to get Satterfield fired, though. So No. No. It's not. And and I mean, again the like This game went totally south for Louisville on the final play of the first half where they had gotten the ball on a kickoff with, like, 30 seconds to go, something like that. They ran a few quick plays. They had a couple timeouts they called, something like that. They had the ball with, like, six seconds left on, I think, the Clemson 40, maybe the 39, something like that. And it was like, well, maybe maybe you kick and try a super long, like, 56, 57-yard field goal. And I guess Louisville decides to go for it, and instead of actually throwing a pass, Malik Cunningham scrambles off to his right and sort of stumbles, and between the stumbling and the hit that he took, it seems like he tweaked his knee or something, and he never came back in the second half to the point that it was like, oh, yeah, well, if I knew that Malik Cunningham wasn't going to play half of this game again not a chance am I picking Louisville to cover. And yet, that's kind of what happened, and now I'm stuck with my Louisville plus 7 pick, and um, my record on this podcast is like just completely, totally uh, just destroyed. It wasn't exactly an offensive
2: masterpiece here. The teams were 7 of 27 combined on third down. Yeah. Um, Louisville went 3 of 14. Clemson is slightly better 4 for 13. Clemson's offense is like
1: Just like the furthest thing from explosive you'll ever see from a team with this level of talent, other than maybe Texas A&M. Excited to watch them in, like,
2: I don't know what the uh, playoff games are this year, but I'm I'm excited to watch Clemson in, like, the Fiesta Bowl against, like, I don't know, name a a team that's not going to make the playoff that's –
1: Not Tulane. Uh,
2: Tulane had a rough Saturday, by the way. Yeah. Rough afternoon. They Tulane can't Not stop the deal. run, it turns out. Oregon. I mean, I'm taking away okay, let, let's let's play this game. This will be a fun game to play real quick before we uh before we wrap up. Let's play a fun uh, game called Clemson in a bowl game. Assume everybody's playing, everybody's healthy on neutral field. We're going to go through a list of non-playoff contenders. You tell me which one you're taking Clemson against on neutral field. Ready? Row. Uh
1: yeah, let's try
2: it. Oregon. No. Let's say that LSU loses to Georgia in the SEC Championship. Are you taking Clemson over LSU? Nope. No. Are you taking Are you taking Clemson over uh USC? Give me, give me another nope. top 10 team. Uh, USC's is. I'll take are you over taking U- Clemson I'll over. I'll take him over USC.
0: Would you take Clemson over? I Utah? take Clemson over USC. Utah, no. Uh, USC, maybe yes. Utah. I think Utah's better than USC. I
2: stand by that still. USC, mm. USC's defense. I know is that's dog. already been played this year, but
0: Not USC good. had.
2: I, I know they scored fifty-five last night. They had eight yards of offense against Colorado in the first quarter. Eight. Eight. Mm-hmm. You and I had almost as many yards of offense as USC did.
0: Yeah. Um, it's about how many beers I had when I was in Colorado earlier this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh,
2: would you take Clemson Fun against jokes. Kansas State neutral
1: field? Nope. Uh, what's the spread? Just pick them. We're just going straight up. Maybe. I don't know. I, I I wouldn't feel good about it. But maybe.
0: I think the bu- I think the buck stops if you're looking at the rankings as of today at about. At about Utah, like I think I'd take him against Penn State, North Carolina, NC State, Tulane, Texas. We're gonna
1: find out what they look like against North Carolina here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I hate that matchup for North Carolina. <clears throat> I
2: hate it for Clemson. <laughs> On the basis of what, though?
0: I, <laughs> the best strength is I mean, going against each other. So it's like UNC's it, offense is their best, right? And then Clemson's yeah. defense is their best. So like they're always playing against I, yeah. each other. So it's like. You know,
2: and I get, I get Clemson, I, and I understand too. Like Clemson just got like demolished up front by Notre Dame, but like I'm not sure Carolina's doing. They're they're making hay through the air. Like they're not going to run over Clemson. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Clemson is in a position where they can like pin their ears back and get after Drake May and does the secondary hold up? Yeah, I can't wait to talk about that game.
1: I, I yeah, I can't wait either because I, I feel like there's a chance that. UNC is going to go full sixty minutes, just damn the torpedoes, yes. like hucking it, like yep, oh yeah. And you get enough pass interference calls, and you get enough, you know, deep balls that connect, and at some point, you've, you've scored thirty-four points. And I realize how bad Carolina's defense is, but like, can you can Clemson run the ball enough to score thirty-seven or whatever? Well, like, that, that's I don't the thing. know. Maybe
2: if I gave you if I gave you an over/under of like sixty-two in that game. What would your lean be?
1: Sixty-two. Yeah, um, I think
2: because I personally think it's going to be somewhere in the low to mid sixties. The total. I yeah. lean over.
1: No, that's probably right. If it, if it's in the fifties, I'll take the over for sure. Yeah,
2: I I agree. But I once think it gets good in the sixties, once it gets in that low sixty range, then I'm then I'm asking questions like, what kind of game is it going to be, and I'm probably staying off it.
1: Yeah, I mean 35, 31... Somebody winning that game 35-31, I don't know who, but right. somebody, sounds about right.
2: Right. Or Karen, yeah, I don't or, know. or like Clemson, a Clemson game script would be a lower scoring type game because they just don't want to get into a shootout with a top 10 offense in the country, conservatively. Yeah. Might might even be better after today. Um,
1: I'll say credit to, credit to Louisville's defense. Like, honestly, I realize you lost this game. You lost it by 15 points. But, like, Louisville's defense played a pretty good game. Yeah. Honestly, they they created three turnovers on on Clemson. They, um, I, I, they caused issues for the Tigers, like, all afternoon. And it just – this is one of those things, once again, like, if you're a defensive player and you keep going to the sideline saying, all right, we got off the field – you turn around you watch the offense go three and out like at some point what at one point does your mind break a little bit to be like what's the point man right. like, what what's this all for like we're not going to win this game like why would i keep throwing my body in front of people you know getting run over getting in car crashes basically on, in the middle of the field for what right we're not going to win right who cares
2: yeah nah i mean give them credit they they got worn out against the run eventually I mean that's basically how this yeah thing unfolded in the second half but
1: I- Tyon Evans got banged up in this game too I I, I think he he left around halftime basically I I mean your two biggest playmakers that uh just were not able to go in the second half and at that point it was it was all textbook for Clemson yeah
2: for sure for sure
1: Tyler Hudson for Louisville, 11 catches for 163 yards, was uh, pretty solid. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah, he can play a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big Cinco, not, a, uh, not an incredible performance. That's for sure. 19-27 for 185 and a touchdown. So, I don't know. Uh, Clemson keeps winning. And they'll probably win their final two. What they'll beat South Carolina here in a couple of weeks. They'll they'll beat Miami at home as well next week. Yeah. So they'll be eleven and one. But I I mean even if they beat North Carolina, and go twelve and one. This this is where I I am of the opinion maybe 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 something goes really sideways. They make the playoff. That's where I am of the opinion and have been that like they are not in position to compete at that level like this is not the same 12 and 1 Clemson team that we saw 4 years ago with you know Trevor no. Lawrence or Deshaun Watson or take your pick i mean th- this is not the same team they are, they are not they do not have the same capabilities
2: well yeah they're they don't have the elite playmakers on the outside and obviously the elite quarterback as well um they're Clemson is very good they are not yeah. they are not at the Great. elite level right now no. um, I don't know I mean they're they got to win games like Notre Dame which will win you a lot of games it will not win you games in January <laughs> like, right it's where they're at right now so
1: and it leaves you vulnerable to lose games like Syracuse or like Boston College or like Marshall, yeah, take your pick of <laughs> Stanford, NC State, Marshall. Yeah, you know, like those teams are not just total pushovers when when you're playing like this. Like you 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 have better, you know, you have more stars on on the twenty four seven page, but like that doesn't really that doesn't get you in the end zone on Saturdays. So uh,
2: you know, Clemson needs to Clemson needs to make a priority in recruiting explosive playmakers on the outside because that's when they were at their best, even when they didn't have the elite quarterback, right? Like Taj Boyd, thinking back to like the mm-hmm. early part, like when this thing really started getting getting wheels. Like he had DeAndre Hopkins, he had Deion Kane, he had Sammy Watkins, he had I mean or Dwayne Allen he had. Not not uh Dion Kane. Deion Kane was later. Not um, Dion Kane. Dwayne Allen. No. Yeah. Yeah. But um he had a lot of really, really good players. Um, CJ Spiller? Wayne Gallman. CJ Spiller, Wayne Gallman.
1: Okay. Don't get me started on Wayne Gallman. Absolute principle of, right, of this podcast. Wayne Gallman's not that good. I remember my roots, Mike.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I do remember that take.
1: <laughs> I stand by it.
2: That was. Post
1: running back Wayne Gallman. That was not that good. Oh, I, that was
2: because podcast. Him. Post Boyd into Deshaun. Scott
1: uh, remembers.
0: I was when I was running laps around Virginia Tech McComas indoor track. That's when I was doing the podcast. Boy. Okay, been around. Okay. Anyway, Well-spec- do we wrap this, this up with a, maybe days. some some? You wanna wrap this up with maybe some thoughts around the country if you guys have the time. If not, that's fine. But thoughts around the country on games today. Should we do that and or awards? I thought we already did the awards, but we could do that too. We gave out
1: a Go ACC moment of the week. Do we have a uh, Kobe Bryant Memorial volume shoot of the week? Yeah, award?
2: Boston College is running. Yes,
0: game. it was Boston College. They hey, one. I should running probably game. pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the um
1: you tried award could go to Georgia Tech, uh, <laughs> working it down, trying to tie the game, running a trick play, and uh, getting that intercepted, which quickly turned into a touchdown for Miami. Yeah, that's good. So uh, we can go with that. Yeah, you tried. Shout out to Adam for the uh, nomination on that one. Yeah, I think that's
2: a that's a strong strong candidate. Yeah. Let's see what else. Oh, of course. How could I forget the uh, Queen How Elizabeth? could you forget the Queen Elizabeth II Memorial? You died award. <sighs> um, I abstain. Syracuse, Syracuse. It's, I abstain. The, an, the answer is Syracuse. Yeah, the answer They're is Syracuse. Um, honorable mention or, Virginia, but Syracuse is funnier because they have a winning <laughs> record. They're a bowl team, and <laughs> they lost by five scores with their starting quarterback playing.
1: Honorable mention Virginia for sure. Da, Yikes. Da, da. We Goodbye, do not have a, uh, a Sean Tucker recap tweet, by the way. So I, I, I don't know not how yet. we could possibly understand how things went or how he feels about them.
0: When it comes I mean, out, he's not I even- I will if just me, I will record the recap reading of the Sean Tucker and I'll post it <laughs> yes. on socials for you all. Love that. Love that. Perfect. It's usually a Monday Perfect. afternoon type of tweet from Sean Tucker, so we'll see a couple days. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Huh. Mike, how do we feel about whatever else went on around the country today?
2: Um, um Vanderbilt uh, <laughs> yeah. Vanderbilt beat Kentucky. And yeah, they did. They got they got oh, an they SEC did? win I missed for, this. for the first time in a couple of years. So
1: they broke a twenty six game SEC losing <coughs> streak, beating the Wildcats. They scored a touchdown with thirty seconds left to win that game. Hell yeah, baby. Yeah. Let's go.
2: Speaking of, speaking of players who aren't that good, Will Levis is not very good. I stand by that, too.
1: The NFL Draft Industrial Complex is going to prop up Will Levis to no end. And you heard it here first on the Basketball Conference podcast. My guy is not that good. He stinks. He stinks. This is a podcast that covered Daniel Jones for four full years. Trust us when Please we say... Will Levis not that good? Don't <laughs> please,
0: don't talk about my Lord and Savior Daniel Jones. Don't talk <laughs> yeah. about him. Yeah, a Giants, Giants fan.
2: Producer Scott. <laughs> yeah,
0: he needs to beat the Texans tomorrow, or I'm gonna stab him. So, Lord Can and Savior, how did Washington UConn. beat
2: Oregon? Uh, Bo Nix got hurt, and uh, oh no, he got hurt in the fourth quarter washington went down like, and uh oregon came would, back though right yeah oregon he came he came back in on the final drive but oregon um after bo Nix got hurt oregon tried to go for it on fourth and short and they got stuffed and then washington had a short field to get in the field goal range and they made the field goal bo Nix got the ball back with like 52 seconds left in like two timeouts and yeah that that didn't work out they almost got in the field goal range they had a uh They had to pass up the left sideline, and the receiver caught it to get out of bounds at like the 30, which would have been in field goal range to tie the game. But he was called for illegal touching. He stepped out of bounds first.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. So,
2: um, yeah, they were left with two seconds, no timeouts, and they had to kind of make a miracle play happen. didn't work out. I mean,
1: you know where this really, really went south for Oregon? Not only did Bo Nix get hurt, you know what was missing? Former Boston College quarterback Anthony Brown was not there to save the Ducks. That's, that's where this whole thing went south.
2: I thought you were going to go with a Mario Cristobal joke, but...
1: <laughs> that, too. Yeah. That, too. Our man yeah. Mario, Super Mario, not yeah. there.
2: Yeah. I mean, look, there's Mario Cristobal and there's Dan Lanning, and <laughs> one of those coaches won a game on Saturday. I'm just saying. <laughs> Tough but fair. <laughs> um Kansas State beat, motto. Kansas State beat the hell out of Baylor, and yeah. I had Baylor minus two and a half. I brought this up earlier. I was really disappointed with that outcome. Like
0: that was never competitive. KSU money line baby cash. Those uh, is Baylor
1: a little bit fraudulent?
2: Th- they're they're going to be a really really fun like seven and five team, seven and six yeah. after the bowl game.
1: You See Alabama survived Ole Miss, and that's the proper word for that.
0: Why didn't Ole Miss keep running the ball? They I know. They were running the ball, and with two timeouts, they were running the ball down the field. They get to the red zone, they stop running the ball, and they lose. They did not yeah. run the ball once they got to the red zone. I have yeah. no idea what happened. Math checks out? Yeah.
1: I don't know, I, don't know. Man. I didn't have an eye on that. I just I saw the final, like... Sequence. Basically, that final set of downs when they had a first and goal. I saw that. I mean, I have no idea how they got there.
0: They run. They ran the ball all the way down. Yeah, and then they just stopped running the ball. And I'm like, you have two timeouts. You could run the ball, and the clock wasn't like that in danger. Like they had like a minute plus left.
1: Deficient teams. uh, Alabama. No, uh,
2: no, I'm not playing. I'm not playing this. I'm not playing this game. There, there, uh, there are a few plays from being like. five I saw somebody tweet. There are a few plays from being five and five, but they're also like yeah. three plays from being ten and zero. Like I'm not. I'm not gonna entertain this. I
1: I get that, but like how much? Like how many losses has Bryce Young himself saved that team from? They would have lost to Let's Texas, Texas for end. sure. They might have lost this game against Ole Miss. They might have lost to Texas A&M. Like, in in that whole, like, oh, they're one play away or two plays away from, you know, ten wins or five wins. Like Again, I understand how that's, like, all fraudulent. But, like, man, that that team, what we have gotten to know as Alabama over the last five, seven, eight, ten, twelve years, like, this is a different animal, man, and not in a good way. This is a vulnerable team that finds ways to kind of beat itself a little bit, and they do not put teams away when they get the chance. And I don't know why that is. I don't know what's different. Uh, I have heard reports that Sabin's retiring after this year. That's not true at all. I have not heard those <laughs> reports at all. I'm just, you know, might be good for the SEO. I don't know, but I don't know, man. Like, something's different. Something's not great.
2: Yeah, they're going to go like 11-2 with like a Sugar ball win or something. I'm not too worried about them. Big disappointment. I mean,
0: <laughs> they have Bryce Young, so kind of, you know?
1: If that's as bad as it gets, man. I know, I, 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 I know.
0: Who's, Who's waiting on the bench after he goes to the NFL next year?
1: That you know? I don't know. Uh,
0: they're not going to run
2: out Jalen Milrow, are they? Like Who's
1: going it? into the uh, transfer portal? What was the
0: name? Jalen Milrow? Milrow? Yeah. The guy who was Billy something row, nice. row, 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 your boat down the mill. Yeah. You're going to replace Bryce Young and maybe talk a <laughs> spiel. I don't know. All right. We're going to move on. I think it
1: might be time for bed on that note. <laughs>
0: No, no, no. There's one more thing we have to talk about. We have to talk about how Arizona currently live is beating UCLA 24 21 in the fourth quarter. Yeah, this is uh, uh, on the road. This is
1: not like a, oh, well, it's like late in the first quarter. This is kind of cool. No, it's like uh, we're getting into the fourth quarter here, and Arizona's up 24 21 on a uh, pretty solid, good UCLA team. Don't know what the hell is happening in Los Angeles right now. Because this is, by the way, this is not in Tucson. This is this is in Los Angeles, in the Rose Bowl, I think, right? Yeah, that's where UCLA plays.
0: Yes, um, yes.
1: And Arizona's up three with uh, 12 and a half minutes left. So uh, we will uh, report back on the uh, week 12 preview show because
0: that's what this HCC podcast does. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. It's a weird game. It is well. Uh, one thing I one thing I personally want to recap is I was fourteen and seven today on bets. I ooh. think it's pretty good. Go me. Speaking of bets, seven, seven and, and, also... and seven out of eight in the late window. I was one pick away. Look at Kansas, you, Kansas. You sons of bitches couldn't <laughs> have beat Texas Tech, and I would have won four hundred dollars. I was on the other side of that. Damn it! I bet on Texas Tech.
2: I went four proud and two against, of
0: Proud of you, Mike. Four and two today. Can I have your $2 for winning that bet? Yes. Thank you. Okay.
1: Speaking of uh, betting and games going on right now, um, we might need to be on a hard fade Stanford principle. They stink. I was about (laughs) to bring that
2: up. They are Utah is
1: kicking the crap out of Stanford. Stanford has not looked like they have given a damn about a game ever since that Stanford Hates Fun banner came out a few weeks ago. Just fade Stanford. They don't care. They have quit. They they are done.
0: They suck. They they won their Super Bowl against Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: They're done, and that's all. They're done. They're How good.
0: bad is that loss for Notre Dame?
1: That that
2: loss is worse than the Marshall loss. What Marshall?
1: This did has today? been like one against of the wilded- Wait, wait,
0: can, wait. Can we circle this back to UNC attempting to be a playoff team because they lost to Notre Dame?
1: Yeah. I was gonna say this whole like this whole season for Notre Dame has been wild. Like the losses they've taken and the wins that they have is a just a, a giant science experiment of like what matters and what doesn't. Right. Like, Agree. You have terrible losses and really good wins, and we got to rectify all that and pick a ranking.
0: Yeah. Like, I'm just saying Notre Dame. That. Notre Dame really wants UNC to win the ACC because they beat UNC. They beat Clemson. They want to be champions of both. I, mean, I guess it mm-hmm. doesn't matter, actually. They want either team to win, but yeah. But maybe I'll put them know. at like
2: twelve or something at the end of the year, and then they'll be in a big time bowl. Game. Go to
0: New Year's. They'll probably go to a New Year's Six Bowl, probably with that ranking.
2: Yeah, there's they got an outside. They got an outside shot.
0: Yeah. Who do they have left? We don't have to talk about Notre Dame that long, but they have I'm USC. Curious. They, have, they have USC in two weeks. They're gonna win that game if they they always play up. So they're gonna win that game. Yeah. And, Notre and Dame they might have in that game, by the way. Yeah, they're gonna be. I, they I, should be. I love Notre Dame. Oh, they have Boston game. College in the Coliseum. Next week. We, get to, we we get to preview oh. Boston College versus Notre Dame in about four days. So that'll be fun. Oh boy,
2: Notre Dame has never lost to a bad Boston College team late in the year. Have they? Never. Only in 93.
0: Oh, my God. I was at a few of those, actually, in the 2010s and 2009s when Brian Kelly was just starting out. That was fun.
1: Was Was college game day there? I think they played the game at Fenway in 2014. That Boston College team that had, like, a top three defense in the country and just, like, could not score their way out of a wet paper bag. Like their their offense was a disaster, but their defense was phenomenal, and they played Notre Dame on a Saturday night. I think I, it was it was definitely like the ABC like Fowler and Herb Street broadcast. They might have had Game Day there. I think it might have been at Fenway even, and it was it was a sixty minute just like slugfest. I think Notre Dame ends up winning like. 24 to 6 or something like that like Boston College barely did anything on offense but they made it miserable for yeah. for Notre Dame for a full 60 minutes basically yeah
0: yeah I think this was twenty. am I remembering
1: that right is anybody else I think so that? I think no I yeah,
0: think you're right I think right. that was I think that was a national championship year right 2012
1: it might have been 12 uh, have 14
0: 14
2: I don't
1: think it 14? So. Let me check. Uh, uh, they did not play Boston College in 14. Was it 15? Well, boys, the time is come. After. My kid is waking up. There you go. There it no. is. It may have been
0: 2015.
1: Uh, yeah. 2015. It was 15. They won 19 to 16 over Boston College. Yeah. There and you go. Boston okay. College scored 13 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, there you go. All right. Good stuff. I'm going to go feed my kid. All right. Tell him we said hi. Close it out for me. Tell them go ACC. (laughs) Bye, Mike. Bye. (laughs) Sleep tight. All right, Scott. That's our cue. That's our cue. uh, We should work on getting out of here. Sure. All All right. right. Well, that's that's been a fun uh, week week eleven recap.
0: Eleven. Yep. Eleven. That's right now. Reminder.
1: Week eleven. Thank you for uh, yeah. Good, good week eleven recap. Uh, we are going to get out of here. We're going to come back and preview week twelve uh, here in the coming few days. Uh, let me just check and see. Do we have any weeknight action? Week twelve. I don't we think do so. not. A bunch of Saturday games once again. Um, we have some out-of-conference. We do have some out-of-conference. Mainly conference games. But, yeah, we got a few out-of-conference games, too. Like we said, Boston College and Notre Dame. Uh, Virginia and Coastal Carolina. We've got Virginia Tech and Liberty. And we got Florida State and Louisiana Lafayette, technically. But uh, just Louisiana, depending on who you're talking to. Yep. So, we'll come back and preview that. But that's all on Saturday. So, we'll see you sometime later this week. In the meantime... You can find us on Twitter. I'm at FTRS Joey. He's at Mike McDaniel SI. He is at Severus Snipes on Twitter. That's correct.
0: Scott. I, probably should, cha- I should probably should change that now. I mean, <laughs> I'm not 12 anymore. But Just at yeah, Scott. And at VC <laughs> Podcast ACC. Uh, is All of us together. So
1: go find us there. Uh, yep. We're on YouTube. Go f- search for Basketball Conference on YouTube or at the ACC Football Podcast. That's correct. Handle. I don't know how that works.
0: I don't know either, uh,
1: <laughs> but we're uh, you know we're trying to adapt the times. So uh, you know, just try it and uh, hit the subscribe button. We really appreciate those who do. Uh, we are we're on iTunes, on Spotify, now. on. Am-
0: Ooh, well, yep, eighty-two. Go hit that subscribe so button. Hit the bell. Hit subscribe. Hit the bell hit the for bell. notifications. Actually, the bell is and broken. You will be notified. I'm, I'm when we trying go live. to work on the, I'm trying to work <laughs> on the bell. The bell is broken so actually anyone who's tried it, the bell i appreciate you but the bell when you click it it does say uh we can't allow this for content that's made for kids and i'm like our content isn't made for kids so i have emailed Decidedly youtube not. support i've emailed youtube support and i've I said hey um we're not made for kids what the heck is going on so we're gonna figure it out but please try to hit the bell maybe it will work soon I'm sure the monetization
1: is like a lot better if you are made for kids, but we're not. We're not getting anybody here. Like we're we're not. We're not made for kids. So, uh, no. we appreciate those who hit the subscribe button where you get the chance, and um, you know, join us on YouTube for Saturday Night Fever in the future. We are on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Basketball Conference. Find some of our podcasts there. We are on Instagram at bcpodcastacc. You can send us an email with your questions, your comments, your concerns to the longest email address known to man, basketballconferencepodcasts at gmail.com.
0: Nailed it. Appreciate it.
1: Uh, Scott, did I forget anything?
0: I think you nailed it. Uh, I think you got it all. Thanks for joining. If anyone's still watching, this is 1.25 a.m. on the East Coast. 12.25 a.m. Mm-hmm. for Sir Joseph there in Central Time. So,
1: Yes. Yeah, I'm going to bed. I'm tired. <laughs> it, is, uh, right. it is late. All, All
0: right. right. We're going to close it out. Too. Yep, you too. We're done.
1: Scott, enjoy the rest of your weekend. We will talk again to you preview too, week sir. 12. We will. All right. For that guy, Mr. Producer Scott, and for Mr. Mike McDaniel, (laughs) I am Joey Weaver. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will talk to you again soon. Hope you enjoyed week 11. We'll talk to you again preview week 12. And until then, go ACC.